Yes, there we go. Good afternoon, good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, the podcast that's redefining the conversations around intimacy. In a world where connections often meet superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This isn't another talk, another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through the emotional, physical, spiritual, and cognitive aspects of intimacy in the modern age. Each episode, we peel back the layers of myths and truths, engaging with experts, sharing real-life stories, and uncovering insights that challenge every day, everything you thought you knew about closeness in relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love, seeking a deep, a deeper connection, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bonds. Intimacy Discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern intimacy. Tune in as we unveil the secrets to truly meaningful relationships. Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, where every episode is a step closer to understanding the heart and soul of intimacy. And so what I will do today is I am going to, as I'm live on, on Facebook Live, I am also live here on, in, on the podcast. And so we're, I'm going to push it out to um, share, share it out there on Facebook. Yes, we're going on Facebook. Look for the link on Facebook where you can dial in, you can join in on um, join me now me now on in on intimate discoveries i-n-t-i-m-a-t-e discoveries right the podcast is live the pod the podcast is live all right send share to friends on my story Tag friends. Oh my gosh, who can I tag in here? Ow! I want to see Shane. Unique. Let's go. Shannon. Friends, you know who I want to hear. Who is that? Let me see here. Who else I can pull on here? Oh my gosh. There we go. Sharonda. Yes. Um, April. April Robinson. That's what we want to do. Come on in. Michelle. M I C H. Yeah, Michael. Michelle. Michael Cooper. Michelle Mingo. Yes, come on, Miranda. I'm just calling, I'm just tagging a couple people in. Come on in, join in. We said right here, I got one caller who said, um, when you say we do, when you say we do, do you mean just men or do you mean um, women and men? I'm saying that both men and women um, are engaged in an intimate connection. An intimate encounter and so we got to recognize that intimacy is a level of commitment positive effective cognitive and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship and oftentimes what we what i've seen is that we miss it by um not realizing that um intimacy goes both ways watch this intimacy goes both ways, right? Women also have to provide a safe space for men. In an intimate relationship, it's your responsibility to provide a safe space for men. 
a man should be able to come to you and talk to you about how they feel and you not correct them because how they feel is right. How they feel is right. And so you want to make sure that, um, that they are available, right? And that's what we want to be able to do. We want to be able to come in and have the conversation, right? Because in an intimate relationship, reciprocity is mandatory. It's mandatory that you reciprocate. And oftentimes we see in relationship that individuals don't reciprocate. And so um, let's look at it. Why, why don't we um, participate in intimate relationships? Why is it challenging for us to listen to each other? Why is it that some of us are, um, or what I, I consider, I know for me, I, I often talk about me, um, that um, being emotionally stable um, is a challenge um, because oftentimes we are dealing with unresolved trauma. Um, and, and, and that comes from not being, not given, being given permission to feel. And as we know, um, since, you know, a lot of men, um, I know in my community and where I grew up, a lot of men um, were required to suck it up. And so if you've been sucking it up for it since you were 12, and no one has given you permission to feel, when it comes to being in an intimate relationship, um, the caller often says, or the operator, I say the operator says, sir, I'm sorry, that call does not go through. You cannot make that connection with that woman, with that man, because you have not um, done the work to energize or charge that particular circuit so that you can have that emotional connection. And so we have those challenges, but what we're thinking that, um, that we know what to do or what we should know what to do um, when we don't. And if you haven't been taught what to do or how to do it, um, then you don't know. And oftentimes men get punished because you, if you go, quote, ought to know. No, I don't ought to know, you know, unless I, I, sh I should have came out of the vagina um, learning how to pee and not in my pamper. No, somebody had to teach me that. Somebody had to teach me my, teach me English, teach me my ABC. Somebody had to teach me how to tie my shoes. So if somebody had to teach me how to tie my shoes, don't you think someone should have taught me how to change a tire? Someone should have taught me how to put gas in a car if I've never seen it. Someone should have taught me to, when you say look both ways, if you lived in the United States and you look, when you cross the street, you look right. Because you want to make sure that there's no car coming from the right. That's the first thing you do. You look in this way. And then you go to Japan where the, the traffic is coming the other direction. If no one taught you in that class, guess what? You are at risk of getting hit because you did not know that the cars were coming from the other side. And when you're in Japan and you decide to leave, leave Japan, and because you've been in Japan, 
Um, and this is what happened to me um, being in Japan for five, six years. When you come back to the States, if you don't readjust your thinking, I ended up, you end up going on the other side of the, of the passenger side, thinking that you're getting ready to get in the car and drive when you're now in the, in the U.S. And so you got to be able to adjust in an intimate relationship. You got to be able to make those, those adjustments. And so and that's where, where we get to, um, why is it important to, um, to have intimate discoveries? Why is it important to have intimate conversations? Because I'll tell you, I got several reasons why. Number one reason why it's important to have these conversational intimacy is because no marriage is protected or exempt from divorce. In the United States has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world, ranging between 40 and 50% of married couples filing for divorce every year. No marriage is exempt. Each year, the, the, I would say, I would go and say that the, the marriage, the divorce lion walks around, this is going to tie the Bible into it as well. The, the divorce lion walks around seeking who he can devour. And, and at the current rate, the, 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 the divorce lion will be walking around looking at, at marriages to make sure that he devours 40 to 50% of the active marriages today or this year. And guess what? On January 1st, 2024, the number resets. So of that, of those numbers, like I say, when you look at the, the gazelles, they look at the zebras, you don't have to be the, the strongest, the most prolific marriage. You have to be the strongest marriage. Your marriage needs to be stronger <laughs> than the one that, that is having challenges, who are not engaging in intimacy, who's not having, who's having trouble with communication. Because guess what? When the divorce lion comes and you're slow because you and your partner, watch this, cannot communicate, aren't able to communicate on the level in which you need to communicate in time enough. Guess what? Your marriage will be devoured by the divorce lion. Period. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Unless you make some changes today. You got to make some changes. You got to make some changes. Again, the divorce rate um, is higher at 60% on, on second marriages. 60% of marriages that are, are on the second marriage, couples on their second marriage, um, will end in divorce every year. And then we have 73% of third marriages end in divorce. And here's the other thing I want y'all to think about. African-American women divorce at a higher rate than any women of any race at a whopping 39%. 39% of African-American women um, file for divorce or get divorced every year. So it's important um, that we as black men and black women and this black community begin to have these conversations. But because, wow, watch this here. Who is listening to the black woman? Who is providing a safe space for a black woman? And the, because the, the thing is that the, the numbers show that of all races, no one, very few people are providing who are consistent 
and provided a safe space for a black woman. And this is why we need to look at what is intimacy and how we can communicate and how we can support each other so that we can reduce these numbers. We can, we can have, we can strengthen our communities and we can have meaningful relationships. Again, let me, let's see, we got callers coming in because I want people to come in and, and, and talk and get in on, on the conversation. Because it is time. It is time. I, I look back and um, I'll tell you, I, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't think divorce was the option for me, but she filed for it. <laughs> um, and and what has happened for me is I'm I've gone back and I've done the work. I've looked and see how is it that I deserved. Uh, Someone who was married for 22 years showed up at, at 98, 99% of my kids' events. Showed up, made sure that, that the bills and everything was paid out. I did my, I completed my assignment to the best of my ability, which is, by the way, being a provider and protector. I did that. I, I provided on a consistent basis. Now, I, I, I know that protecting is something that I, I needed some help with. Um, because I, I, that's what I learned. I, when I was, where I grew up, um, I, I, my motto was the brave man makes the best examples and he who runs lived to tell a story. And that was my motto. Now come home, everybody come home, get in the house. We'll call the police, but you got to get in the house. And that was my thing. And I, like I said, for me, I didn't know. Um, that it was my responsibility. Um, well, I knew it, but I didn't know it, know it. That wasn't part of my core values to to provide a safe space for my family. I didn't know that. I ain't somebody gave me a space, safe space. So I didn't know I was required to give a safe space. I didn't know I was I was required to provide a safe space because I didn't stand up. For, I didn't provide a safe space for Frank. And like I said, you can't love yourself first. How can you love somebody else? If you can't provide a safe space for yourself, you can't stand up for yourself. How can you stand up for somebody else? And so what I had to do is I had to begin to learn to be able to provide a safe space for Frank. To love Frank so that when it comes to having a meaningful relationship, I can provide a safe space with, for the person I'm in a relationship with. I can provide a safe space for my children. I can provide a safe space for my mom. For my sisters, for my brother, for my friends, anybody who I'm in contact with, or I'm engaging in a, in, a, in a conversation, then that that's it. And remember, um, and like I say, what I want to do now is, um, again, um, here are other other statistics that we that we get that we put out there. Um, in a survey of sixteen thousand American adults, the Swedish behavior economists found that quadrupling sex frequency from once a month to a week boosted happiness as much as having an extra $50,000 in the bank. I'll, I'll go over, I'll read that again because it may be um, com complete, you know, may, may mix up for some people. It says, in a survey of 16,000 American adults, Swedish behavior economists found that quadrupling sexual frequency from once a month, that means from you having sex once a month to, every, to just once a week. If you're having sex once a week, 
boosted happiness as much as having an extra $50,000 in the bank. Therefore, we can conclude that it's money in the bank, baby. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta engage in those, those sexual frequencies. Um, men in part-time jobs, men part-time are jobless versus those in full-time employment are more likely to be in a sexless marriage. So what, what this is saying is if you don't work, you don't get no booty. You ain't getting it. Men in part-time jobs, part-time or jobless versus those in full-time employment are likely to be in sexless marriages. And then a prison behavior economist asked a thousand women, 1,000 women, which life activities made them the happiest? And what do you think they said, fellas? Yep, that's it. Women rank sex as number one. Here's the myth that we all been fed all our lives that women don't like sex or men, uh, sex is just is only important to men. That's not true. I'll say it again. Women like sex too. It's just that most time us the men, we're not fun. We're not there to listen. We're not there to provide that that um that intimate connection. And we don't give them the the space in order for them to be to get highly aroused. And I and I want to reference this um this book I was reading, which helped me. Um, it's the women's anatomy of arousal and the author, she said that, um, when you enter a woman who is not highly aroused, it hurts. And so, um, you want to be able to, to make, to provide the atmosphere so that, um, women are highly aroused when you're engaging in them. So, yeah, so we're going back again. We talked about, um, um, we talked about different things and different areas in which we can improve our relationships, right? That's what we're trying to do here, right? And so um, what we do here now um, is that we have a working definition, right? We have a working definition when it comes to intimacy. Um, how do we define intimacy? And intimacy is defined um, as a level of commitment and positive, effective, cognitive and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal although not necessarily symmetrical relationship i'll read it again intimacy is defined as the level of commitment positive and effective cognitive and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal although not necessarily relationship and so the part that we miss oftentimes is that intimacy is a level of commitment. And there are variations of intimacy that we have to understand as we go through levels. Um, the lowest level of intimacy is cognitive intimacy. It's just exchanging thoughts and sharing ideas with one another. And we know that it, one of the things that we find difficult and challenging is to allow somebody to just ideas without someone voicing that they disagree. Well, we didn't ask you. <laughs> we didn't ask you, how would, based on my experience, what you feel about how I feel. So, therefore, when it's time for me to share something again, because I know that you 
will look for reasons to disagree and find them. And then once you find them, you get upset because you have found a reason to disagree with me again. And um, we that just doesn't that just doesn't work for us. And so we got to be able to, to look at this thing. We got to be able to to come in and um, be able to provide everyone um, a an opportunity to share their ideas and then reciprocate. And then the other key component is make sure that the, the exchange is positive. Again, intimacy is a positive interaction with your partner, with your friends, making sure that it's a positive interaction. And again, I'm continuing to share this on Facebook. I'm Facebook Live. I'm sharing it. Um, log in. Um, you can actually join in. I just sent the link again out to individuals who want to be able to come in and, 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 and engage in the conversation, right? And and you can do that. I want I want to get your perspective. I want to get your your opinion. So dial in, and we can have this conversation so that we can figure out. Um, why is it that we often get intimacy all wrong? You know, we saw on a conversation last week and individuals were, were telling what their perspective of intimacy was and come to find out they had unrealistic expectations. And so we want to, again, have that conversation, be able to, to talk to each other, to be able to share our thoughts, to be able to to um, just have a, have a conversation with somebody without um, somebody looking for reasons to disagree and finding it, right? And then getting upset about the um, what you just learned, what you just found. And so um, as we continue to, to have this conversation, um, again, um, we want to be able to, to talk and be able to share with individuals how we can be more effective. Um, so that's how we look at it. Now let's look at other definitions of intimacy, right? Um, we have intimacy, right? As um, you see here, look at our other definition, right? Um, emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy is exchanging feelings with another person, which is deeply rooted in the value of self-disclosure. In emotional intimacy is exchanging feelings with another person, which is deeply rooted in the value of self-disclosure, emotional intimacy. And then we have sexual intimacy, which is being attracted to another person. You got to be attracted to somebody in order to be sexually intimate with them. So you got to make sure you like them first, right? Being attracted to another person and choosing to share one's body in the forms of physical contact, affection, and sexual activities. So we say physical contact, affection, and sexual activities. So sexual intimacy is more than just penetration. Let's go ahead and make clear on that. All right, then we have spiritual intimacy. Spiritual intimacy is just sharing thoughts and feelings regarding religion and morality and things of that nature. And so um, one of the things that we do at, um, at um, Intimate Discoveries is that we, we break those down. We, we, we put those... And we line those um, those levels of intimacy along with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And we have cognitive intimacy down at the bottom. And um, being able to um, share um, in that space to let individuals know that you can engage in 
um, cognitive intimacy at the lowest level. And at the lowest level, um, that individual needs to be committed to reciprocity. And that's the important part. One of the important parts of intimacy is um, that reciprocity. And we got to make sure that we are um, doing that and engaging a level that is comfortable for each person involved. So, um, yeah, so we're still here um, looking at um, um, the opportunity for um, being intimate and sharing each other's thoughts and um, emotions and abilities, um, being able to be connected um, in, a, in a space in which um, we both feel a sense of um, affection. Um, we both have a sense of um, of connectedness, and we want to make sure that we're both experiencing it. And so, um, another thing that we um, I want to also look at is that there are some barriers. There are some barriers um, to being intimate, and we can go over those at some point. But right now, we're we're looking at um, individuals being engaged, coming in on the podcast, and being able to to engage in conversation because it's it's time for us to be able to um, listen and dive deeper into this question of why we often get intimacy all wrong. And that's that's what we have to do. We have to be able to look into it. And I wanna I wanna challenge somebody if you feel that that you know um anything about intimacy and you want to share your perspective, I welcome you. Come on, come on the line. Come on on board and share your thoughts, your feelings, your perspective. And let's see what we can do. Um, let's see, let's hear from you um, and see um, what your perspective can be on this particular situation. So um, again, I'm, I'm inviting individuals here. You can come on and, and join live and um, we'll continue to send out this information. So um, Champ Frank out. I'm getting ready to go um, turn off Facebook Live. And um, I'll, I'll be here and I'll continue to send out information, um, helping individuals to experience meaningful relationships. So we have here um, individuals on um, when it comes to intimacy, um, we want to be able to provide that safe space. We want to be able to to have that discussion. And oftentimes we're not in a space where we can have that discussion. And so, um, so yeah, we're going to continue to copy this link, come and share, come get involved, dive in with us, um, and share, um, who is this? Let me see if she can, uh, she may not come in, but I want to be able to have that conversation with individuals on, um, on this thing. And and so um let me see here. Let me see what Anthony Haley got. Let me see if I can can talk to this individual here. Let me see. Here, let me send this out right here. Let me see if, if, if there's anybody who wants to engage in this conversation right now. Um that we can can talk and have a conversation. Uh you know. And we want to see how, how what we can do, what we, what our thoughts are, and if there's anything that we can shed light on. Um, that's what we want to be able to do. 
Um, let me see who else is here. Dave Washington. Who is Dave? Um, yo, baby, yo, Chrissy. Let me see here. Um, let me see. I don't know if she probably want to get involved, but that's it. Let me see here. Um, again. Um, let's see what you got. Um, and see what your perspective is. And if there's anything we can do to have that conversation, I'm looking looking forward to anybody who wants to dive in and, and get into the conversation. Um, but we want to provide the opportunity for individuals to um, come on board and, and share. Um, this is Intimate Discoveries, where we um, provide a safe space for individuals to have that conversation on ways in which we can experience meaningful relationships. So, um, that being said, um, let's continue, let's continue that the conversation. Let's continue um, how we can have meaningful relationships, how we can be there for each other, and how we can provide a safe space. And that's some of the things that we have challenges with. And I um, welcome anyone who wants to come on to the station and have um, have the conversation. Have the conversation. Um, and that's what we want to be able to do. So um, come on board. Um, we can have a discussion. Um, I'm here. I'm looking at a good time for for me to have this broadcast. And I welcome you to to the show. I welcome you to um, to share in your experiences. Share what you have, and um, we'll do that. So tune in next time um, to Intimate Discoveries, where we um, discover our unique intimate expression. Again, Intimate Discoveries unveiling connections. The podcast redefining the conversation around intimacy. In a world where connections often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This is not just another talk about love. It is a groundbreaking journey through intimacy's cognitive, emotional, sexual, and spiritual aspects. In each episode, we peel back the layers of myths and truths, engaging with experts, sharing real-life stories, and uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew about closeness and relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love, seeking deeper connections, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bonds, Intimate Discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern intimacy. Tune in as we unravel the secrets of true meaning, meaningful connections. Intimate discoveries unveil connections where every episode is a deep closer to understanding the heart and soul of intimacy. Thank you for listening.